In a world that's falling further into chaos and disorder day after day. A world devoid of masculinity. A world where the most basic tenets of reality have come into question. A world where masculinity is deemed toxic and men and women are at war with each other. It's clearer now more than ever that we need a return of strong men and a remembering of what it means to be a man. A revival of common sense. A revival of the union between men and women. A revival of the masculine spirit in men. This is the Masculine Revival Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back for episode number 25 of the Masculine Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Schmidt. And if this is your first time joining us, I'm joined by my co-host. His name is Mikhail Pantiel. Is that correct? <laughs> is that one of the other ones that was in that that little question box? Yeah, I, think you left? I might have made that one up. I'm not sure where that one Mikhail came from. Mikhail Pantiel, yes. Yes. <laughs> Dude, happy new year. Brendan, how did the break treat you? Uh the break was really good, man. So actually I took I took a break. It was a hard stop for me. Um Christmas was a little bit uh there's some family drama which is probably to be expected in most families. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was very replenishing for me. Good. You know, I, I kept the conspiracy theory documentary watching to a minimum. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was really good, man. I feel like I really got to reconnect to myself. I think sometimes as a content creator, it, you can hear a lot of conflicting voices. People are saying, oh, you should do this. You could, you could do that. Why aren't you doing this? And I really reconnected to my love of writing. And remembered a lot of the reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing in the first place. I think it's easy to kind of get into a rut where you're just doing things and saying things for the sake of doing them. True. So I'm feeling uh, probably the best I've felt in quite a while. How was the How was the break for you? Did you take a break? No, I didn't. <laughs> Naturally, I didn't. Honestly, though, man, I felt like I was in a really good. I'm still am in a really good place. Like you know, uh, spiritually and creatively. I just didn't feel like it was that time to step back. Now, mind you, between Christmas Eve and day and New Year's, spent a lot more time with family. I did take a couple steps back, even though if you looked at my social media feed, you maybe think that I that I didn't. But it was a very, um, well, it was an incredible month for business, family, uh, uh, spirituality, and my faith. Um, so it was just one of those times where I, like, I wanted to capitalize on all that energy. I, I know I have a lot of energy anyways, but this time... <laughs> It didn't feel like manic burning the midnight oil energy. It felt like real, you know, God-given waking up excited type of energy. So it was good. I'm, you know, despite not taking a break, I feel pretty re-energized and refreshed going into 2024. And honestly, I think we were, we were talking about this before um, we got on here. This is the best that I felt at the beginning of, of, of the year in, I can't remember how long. So praise God for that. You're all about capitalizing on the energy, aren't you, Mike? Got to. <laughs> Let's go. So what do you think about, what do you think about New Year's resolutions as a whole? Do you resonate uh, with the concept? Nah, I, I think they're mostly bullcrap, dude. Yeah. I understand the idea of like a fresh slate in the new year and, you know, it kind of gives you that fresh start mentally, but, and I know a lot of people disagree with me, but I just don't like the idea of like motivation. Like I'm going to start on this like arbitrary day. I think, you know, if it means enough to you, then you can at least get the wheels in motion heading toward that direction before mm -hmm. January 1st. So, yeah, I think what I'm really repelled by is the whole like do more, be more get more mentality like the david goggins type energy right like i'm gonna crush dominate destroy everything um, i think in in years past i've had that energy going into the new year 
It's always mm-hmm. short-lived. And always. This year, I'm much more, how do I be more of who God made me made me to be, right? Um, how do I abide in Christ? How do I walk in the peace and contentment of the spirit <laughs> and then be productive out of that, out of that space, as opposed to, you know, here's my long list of fundamental life changes. I want to make all at the same time because it's January 1st. Yeah. And it just, it strikes me as kind of like legalistic, you know, you're, you're starting this day, you're starting this year with all these sort of like arbitrary goals. And, you know, it's easy to, 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 to start the year off with that kind of zeal. And then it usually always peters off. Yeah. Cause it's like, what's the foundation of that? But with the foundation of like, okay, I want to abide in Christ. I want to trust God. I want to go with, you know, what he's giving me, meeting myself where I'm at. I think you just have a lot more staying power. Like just the energy going into 2024, bro. Like I have no no doubt that the energy that you're starting with, the energy that we're starting with, that we're going to crush it. But that's not because we've set the intention to crush it. We've set the intention with God, your will be done. We trust you. How can we honor you throughout this process in a way that pleases you? Amen. And my, my, one of the ideas that I'm really playing with is how do I be productive out of a place of inner contentment as opposed to reaching out of angst and uh, yeah, grasping for more, grasping at the wind, as Ecclesiastes says. Um, Dude, that's such a, that's so on point. And I think it's going to tie into today's topic pretty well too. Absolutely. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about social media and we're going to explore several different questions on this topic. One of them being, should women even be on social media? <laughs> so hopefully you're feeling adequately misogynistic as we dive into this. Um, so we're going to talk about, should women be on it? We're going to talk about the right and wrong ways for men and women both to be engaging with social media, according to us, the arbiters of truth and knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to talk about how can men and women use social media in, in a God-honoring and spouse-honoring way versus a dishonoring way. So let's start with the controversial topic in typical masculine revival form. Mikhail, should women even be on social media? Well, Brendan, actually, I think, yes, I think women should be on social media. Why? It's such a, it's so woven into the the fabric of our society that there are so many negative and toxic, quote unquote, toxic influence um, for women out there. And I think women already deal with a barrage, an unending barrage of, you know, marketing and um, in, in just mainstream media in general. So I think having on social media, more virtuous, traditional, uh, you know, Christian voices kind of speaking against that, speaking through that, inevitably, most women are going to find themselves on social media. And I think if they're just, if they're just exposed to just the normal toxicity of social media, it could really be a really, um, uh, I guess, just a toxic environment for them spiritually. So I think we do need more gone honoring examples. And so that's why I absolutely think women when their heart postures are aligned correctly and they're trying to do it in a way that pleases the Lord. It's a really positive thing. I think, I think young women do need that, that, that kind of example. That's a very good starting point. <laughs> I was leaning more towards the answer. No. Okay. <laughs> so, so like, it's okay. We can disagree, bro. <laughs> I, I like that you started there and that was very well said. No, I wasn't actually thinking about some of those points. So um, should women even be on social media? I would say it very much depends on how they use it. And in my experience, I would say most women don't use it well. Hmm. So I think that there are women that get into, there's a difference, I guess, between having a a small private account where you just kind of share pictures of your kids and your home and your life and scripture and things you're thinking about. And then there's actually being an influencer. And most of the female influencers I know, 
I look at them and I'm like, what is this all about? Like, <laughs> and there seems to be some weird, like ego look at me type energy. Um, I don't really know if they fully know even what they're doing. It's like almost like you become beholden to this thing that you've created. And yep. I think that social media, especially as an influencer, it really requires you to have thick skin. And I don't think thick skin and being a feminine woman, woman are compatible things, right? That you need to cultivate an armor to be out there influencing. So I think there's a big difference between like how it's all about how you're using it, right? If you're quite kind of quietly sharing your life in a humble way, I think that's beautiful. But then when it's kind of like this loud, boisterous, look at me, uh, thirst trap type energy, like getting guys to lust over you, it can get weird in a hurry. Um, what else would you say about it? Yeah, even in the traditional space, you can kind of get into that uh, um, that ego-driven content machine. And we see it. I think the majority of accounts kind of reflect that. I think you said it, you said it greatly. I think when when a woman is sharing her life quietly, she could even have a public profile, but if it's not like you know in your face content, kind of like that we're we're producing, or especially trying to really create a business out of it, where it could potentially be a detractor, or it could take away from how the woman is showing up in the home. I think it's a beautiful thing. I think, and obviously I'm going to be biased in saying this, but I think. Uh, I think your wife did a great job of this when her pr profile was public. Mm -hmm. And I think my wife does a great job of this as well because it, it's it's a public profile. She's not posting every day. She's posting when she kind of feels that inspiration to do so. And it's more so just documenting her her life as a mother and as a wife. But to your point about the thick skin part, my wife and I have had this discussion a lot. She's like, I can't be on social media. Like I'm way too sensitive. I'm like, that's a good sign. That's a that's a good thing. Because I know we'll we'll, we'll get to that down the line here, but a way not to do it is you see a lot of women engaging in these like these these battles online on Twitter on Instagram going yeah. blow for blow in the comments. I don't see a, an environment or I don't see how that could cultivate an environment where a woman is in a good place with her femininity or as a as a mother and as a wife if she's expending energy in that way. You know? Yeah. No, I think I think that social media really does have a way of making women a bit more anxious and neurotic than it does with men. Yeah. And you know, I think we've talked about this before like the Candace Owens type women. So there's, I think there's something to be said for women that are engaging with the culture war head on. Like they've built a, like a career around it or an influence around engaging with the culture war. That to me is a very, very masculine thing to do. And I think that it fundamentally inverts the gender roles in a relationship because essentially what happens is the woman is going out and waging war and fighting battles and then she's coming home to her husband to get supported so she can then go out and fight more battles, which to me should be exactly the opposite. The husband should be out in the world, waging the battles, fighting the war. And then he comes home and is nurtured, cared for, you know, gets what he needs to kind of go back out and do the thing all over again. So. Yeah, I think that environment is the antithesis to femininity because you get femininity is like this sort of, you know, when you think about, I would... <laughs> equate the feminine essence, quote unquote, with fighting any kind of culture war. And in my opinion, and I think you would agree, the culture war is fought within the home, mm. meaning men lead virtuous marriages and the women are nurturing and loving on their families within these homes. Like that's more Christian couples need to be having more Christian babies. That's how we fight the culture war at large. Well, I think it, it starts, starts in the home. It starts in the home. Definitely starts in it the starts home, right? in the like, home for sure. Yeah. And, and for women, the focus needs to be the home, 
100 yeah. like the, uh, the best way that a woman in particular can fight the culture war is is in the home and then for men it's like you need to get your home in order so you can even think about the fact of getting out there and having an impact or an effect in any kind of a way um that's right that's positive if your if your household is in order honestly your opinion is kind of invalidated until until you get your base your base is covered and this this isn't talked about enough right you get a lot of dysfunctional like if you have a if you have a man who has a dysfunctional chaotic home life that's disordered and he's out there saying hey this is how you should be this is what you should think well who cares get your home in order well it's larping right i mean i think the pe- pe- the reason why people you know we have the blessing of people listening to us and that we've kind of become a voice of, of influence like real influence praise god for that is because the fruits of our lives kind of speak for itself, speak for themselves in that way. We have ordered homes, not to say they're perfect. Nobody's house is perfect. We've got children. We're, we're husbands. We're, we're godly men. Yes, we stumble. But if we didn't have that base, that foundation of a, of a well-ordered, well-adjusted, godly home, there'd be no place for us to speak, at least for myself. And I know you, um, I, you know, I wouldn't be able to have the, to, to create the content that I create if I didn't, it didn't come from that place, because I'm very much aware when I'm, uh, acting in a way that's incongruent with what's actually happening. And I think you get a lot of that fake, that fake energy on social media. I think the reason why we've done well in this regard, why the brotherhood's done well, the podcast has done well, the coaching has gone well, because there is that air of authenticity that comes from us because we're actually living the stuff that we're speaking about. There's not enough of that. Well said. So transitioning into the wrong ways for women to engage in social media. Um, I, I want to start with this quote from Rebecca Merkel. I've shared this before. She says, I would never say that a wife's place is in the home, but I would absolutely say that her priority should be her home. Mm -hmm. So I think that this is a really important principle, right? It's like, is your social media usage honoring, building, adding to your home, or is it detrimental and taking away from it? I think as a a starting principle, um, I think that there are women that get so into it. they're They're on there so much. That I'm like, how could you be showing up for your kids, your husband, and your household in the way that you need to with how much you're on here? No, I, I completely agree. I think even just starting from a basic standpoint of never mind the battles that they could be fighting or whatever, they, it could just be totally all fine. But if you're literally physically on your phone for a lot of the day, well, you're going to be absent. You're saying yes to something that means you're saying no somewhere else. And if you're in the home, and if you're a stay-at-home you know, wife and mother, and you're on your phone a lot of the time, well, that means there's going to be a lot of times where your husband and your children are present and you're not present with them. I mean, that's number one, right? Like not talking about any battles or going back and forth in the comment sections or whatever. It's a fundamental piece. If you're lacking presence in your home because you're on social media, that's completely incorrect. And I think there there needs to be some self-evaluation, self-awareness with that. Like you have to be disciplined when it comes to social media usage. I mean, as a man too, but especially, you know, if you're at home with your children trying to pour into them, social media taking that much bandwidth that much space in your day that's that's a bad thing well said so what are some other ways that you feel like are you know wrong ways that women can engage with social media i would say um obviously posting thirst trap type pictures is that's so obvious right um be be modest especially like i mean either way single or married but especially if you're married i know that you had some pretty strong thoughts about that whole conservative women magazine thing Oh, dude, because it's just, yeah, it's clear that there should be no political affiliation besides Christ is King. Let's just agree on that, right? 
yeah. conservatism is not. What are you even conserving if you've got a bunch of women bikini clad in a calendar that's marketed toward conservative dads? What kind of a loser? What kind of a dweeb do you have to be to have a calendar with these scantily clad women? If you're a conservative dad, hey, good marketing on the people that are trying to you know make their money, but they're making money off the backs of some not, ungodly people. And they're sowing seeds, I think, in 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 you know the enemy's realm, not the realm of God. Let's put it that way. So, um, thirst traps. That's, I mean, that should just be an obvious one, right? I mean, single and married. I think they're both of close to equal importance, especially if you're married, you're you're honoring your husband. But with your single women, stop complaining that there are no good men to marry if you're presenting yourself like a harlot. Right, as a starting Seems point. Pretty straightforward, right? <laughs> as a starting point, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I would say too that um, I think women need to be careful about, especially like if you're married, should you be engaging in DM conversations with men? Probably not. That's no. that's dishonoring of your marriage, right? So it's like you need to have, if you're going to be on social media as a woman and you're married, you need to have boundaries. I think, you know, any kind of correspondence that I have with women, it's very minimal. It's very to the point. I might answer something very briefly. I'm not interested in having an ongoing dialogue. Um, I'm on there to conduct my business and to share my message, not to uh, chat with with women. I'm married, not interested. Yep. I think also women need to be careful about not glorifying themselves mm. through their through their profile, right? It's like it's just becomes this big like look at me, look at me thing. I was just talking about earlier. What else would you say? Oh man, other than those points, I think I, we talked, we, we kind of touched upon this, but also going you know, blow for blow in the comment section with disparaging comments. Yeah. Um, one thing that I've learned is, and Joe Rogan said this a long time ago, just don't look at the comments, bro. Honestly, most of the time, I don't even engage with them because they're not worth engaging in because people are just going to try to find stuff to say. But women, I think, have a harder time not engaging because of obviously their emotional, just the way God's built them. Um, hugely negative uh, impact on just, you know, feminine energy as a whole and ability to show up for family if your if your your energy is being expelled in this negative toxic way going you're trying to debate people in the comments like that's just going to drain you of resources you could be pouring into your family like it's just pretty obvious right and you're kind of practicing bad habits like so essentially what you're saying is don't argue with men online <laughs> argue with men <laughs> or women online just yeah. don't man it's like you're just you, i mean getting into the right ways for women to, to engage with social media i had this quote from first peter it says you know, the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is a very precious thing. Mm. And are you practicing women? Are you practicing that in your social media conduct? Or are you, yeah, going blow for blow with guys in, in, in the comment section, trying to argue and bicker back and forth? You especially see this. I've become more active on Twitter the last couple of months. You especially see this on Twitter just due to the nature of that platform. And I just, and a lot of these women are, housewives and Christian mothers and stuff. It's like, you for sure got stuff that's better to do than arguing with liberals or other conservatives online over these trivial topics. Like it's one thing to use social media and use it positively, but when you're engaging in debates, like how does that allow you to show up better as like a, or a, sorry, as a wife or as a mother? I just don't see a place where that's even necessary or appropriate personally. Yeah. And I would say right ways for women to use social media, like be, be on there looking to become a better wife, homemaker and mother. Like if you're engaging with content and you've kind of created a community where you're connected with other women who are pursuing the same goal and you're seeing positive, beautiful, uplifting messages, 
and you're learning from other women. I think that's a, that's an amazing, beautiful thing. Um, you just have to be really careful because the whole thing with Instagram is that it's designed to keep you hooked in yep. and into a bunch of meaningless non- nonsense. And I, I also think that um, Instagram weaponizes our sexuality against us by showing us all kinds of degenerate stuff all the time. Right. And kind of like, I think it tries to trigger lust in you to keep you hooked into the platform. And that works both way, both ways for men and women. So you, you need to just kind of like very much curate your feed, right? Choose who you're going to follow. Don't, don't be following members of the opposite sex that kind of invoke that in you. A lot of this is so, it's just so such common sense, but I think people overlook this. They don't really consider it when they're on social media. I agree. And I think another big one too, because I think women fall victim to this particularly on Instagram when you're consuming a lot of our content is comparing your marriage to other people's marriages that you see on social. Yeah. Hey, listen, guys and, and gals, uh, our marriages aren't perfect. We're in great places with our wives, praise God. Um, but you're comparing, I know we've said this before, but you're comparing like the best in another person's relationship with the worst and what you've got instead of watering the grass that's literally beneath your feet. It's, 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 it's an easy trap for women to get into, especially given the emotional nature of some of our content. Sometimes it's like, put your phone down sometimes just, just, just pray and be grateful for what you have. Because again, just like all of us, what you have, um, a lot of people would, would kill for in a lot, in a lot of situations. And you're probably taking it for granted if there's like this comparison trap. Yeah. I think that women will often follow masculine content creators and they'll go, they'll kind of use use the content as a measuring stick against their husband. Right. And it often becomes actually a battering ram where it's uh see, I've actually funny enough. I don't think I've told you this. I have heard of couples actually getting into arguments. I've heard this a couple times. And I had a guy say to me once in my group, he said um, his wife was yelling and screaming there in, in the middle of a big fight, big blow up. And she was quoting at mask and revival in the middle of the fight. Yeah, don't don't do that. Don't do that, right? Don't uh mask and revival says like this is how you how to be a man and you're not doing it. That's not gonna go over well. Right. Oh, like dude. if you want to kind of get it, if you want to get an insight into how men think and, and maybe what's expected of men, that's fine. But don't weaponize that against your husband. Yeah, and I think there's a way to sh- show him this kind of content without it being confronting. Not many women can toe that line very well. How do you do that? I, I mean it, w- what immediately comes to mind is like, let's say you're sitting together and you guys are just having a, a conversation about your, and it's relevant, let's say, and it's a lighthearted, loving conversation. Ask him what his thoughts are on a particular piece of content. Where does that resonate with him? Does that resonate with him? What does he think about that stuff? It's more so like kind of putting him in that driver's seat of like, oh yeah, you know, I actually really agree with this. <laughs> Instead of like, this is what you should be doing. Cause Brendan and uh, Michael Pantilinguini told you to <laughs> do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all about how you go about it. Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, I mean, I wouldn't mind if my wife showed me something, but it's like, yeah, but I also know that she's not going to put it in my face in a, why aren't you doing this, bro? Kind of energy. No, totally not. Because she knows that conversation would not go over well. And like, how are you going to receive it? Even if it's right? There's no way, dude. We're, we're men. We have egos for better or for worse. Like you want us to show up in a way, don't, uh, you know, share one of our posts and say, you know, be like, be like this guy. And then all of a sudden he's going to doom scroll our page. And, you know, hate on you, hate on us. And everybody loses. Come on. <laughs> exactly. So anything else you want to say about women and social media usage? I think the last thing I'll say, I think we've touched on all the necessary points. Observe your heart posture when you're doing any of this stuff. 
really pray about it. Pray for God's wisdom, his, dis his discernment. Ask him to convict you if you're doing something that, or you're consuming in a way that it does not honor him or does not honor your your, your marriage. Um, and just practice extreme, extreme discernment. That's all else I could really say. Okay. Yeah, and I would, I would say analyze your motives mm. and really just sit down and think about actually like, why are you even on social media in the first place? Right. And start to, yeah, just become conscious of that right like is there anything that you need to change to honor god in your in your marriage better your relationship better um and also yeah just like what are you doing on there is there some weird background ego grasping uh clamoring for attention fame influence status money type stuff going on yeah you should probably address that right um i, I will be honest if i wasn't a professional content creator i wouldn't even be on instagram well said, neither would I. So, fair, fair. Something to think about. Okay, so now getting into men. Should men be on social media? Yes, of course. Obviously, we're, obviously we're men. <laughs> Just flip uh, the answers. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mike, what would you say the wrong ways men are engaging with social media are? Well, one thing comes to mind. You get a lot of guys that are A, doom scrolling and completely yeah. pissing right. away the productivity, right? Yeah. We, we can yeah. even get into traps of doing that. And the other one is like, what are you doing on social media that for us, it's like, we're making a living off of this, right? So professional content creator, as stupid as that sounds, you <laughs> see a lot of men that are just wasting their time getting these dopamine hits on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube, and they're not, they're not doing anything with it. It's fine if you're, you're, you're using social media platforms to build something because you understand the creator economy is this powerful engine that can really propel you forward. But most guys don't look at it that way. You're listening to some Dan Co content, eh? Oh, buddy. He's indoctr <laughs> indoctrinated me fully, yeah. dude. <laughs> creator economy. Um, yeah. Doom scrolling. Absolutely. So, I mean, you get a lot of, like we see this in men's groups all the time. You get guys that it's, they come into the group and they're immediately talking about Klaus Schwab or it used to be more during the COVID time, actually. I can right? see like, that. It's funny how, you know, men will really become unhinged with conspiratory stuff and Hey, we're conspiracy theorists ourselves, but there's a level to it where, yeah, like you're just all day tracking what's happening with the globalists and, watching that uh, new Netflix movie that came out like I did and looking at all the symbolism <laughs> and trying to figure out if, if you should be on a plane this year or not, because the grid might go down, <laughs> but uh, yeah, don't, don't be on there doom scrolling. And also there's that whole meme about being a consumer consuming. Um, yeah. Like that to me as a man, is completely pointless. You're just like on there getting drip fed what the algorithm is putting in front of you. You have no control. You don't know what you're doing on there. You're just on there wasting time, killing time, uh, accomplishing nothing. Bro, what are you doing? Most men are cooming consu consumers. <laughs> yeah. Bunch of coomer consumers. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You can get that on a t-shirt or what? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> coomers, for those that don't know, are, are men that watch porn and excessively climax Master to porn. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Masturbation. Um, so yeah, that's, that's one point. Um, another one is to, um, are you, I mean, this is an interesting one because I come from obviously a fitness background. Are you putting out content that is potentially causing other people to stumble with lust? That's one instantly that's comes one. to mind because it's relevant, relevant to the content I used to create. And, um, if you're a married man, how are you engaging with women on the platform? Huge. If you're a married husband, 
Yeah. yeah. Like you, uh, there's some people that I'm, you know, very friendly with on social media, but, but it's a very, and, and I think there's a mutual understanding, especially in like the Christians, Christian uh, space. Yeah. It's a few kind of exchanges and then it's, it's brief and it's put away and it's shelved. Yeah. How are you showing up? Are you, are you potentially getting to some emotional weird territory with some women on, 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 on Instagram, especially if you have a page that has some clout? Um, or are you engaging behavior that's cause, potentially causing lust? Because men can cause lust too. I'm not sure if people think about this, but that's absolutely a fact. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, I would say men, if you are married or on, if you're, listen, if you're a man, you need to not be following all these like thirst trap model accounts, first of all, right? And like, I, I understand that, I don't know about you, Mike, but for me, the algorithm, I will, um, you, there's those settings that you can kind of say, I'm not interested in this content. And it goes away for a while and then it starts to come back. Of course it does. And I have to do it again, right? Where it's like, I go to the explore page and it's, uh, you know, TikTok dancing, all this kind of BS. Like you need to be really proactive and diligent not to get sucked into it. Oh yeah. So, that, I mean, that's just so obvious, right? Like honor, honor your wife, honor your girlfriend, whatever, by not following these models. I get DMs all the time from women and they're like, what should I do? My boyfriend, husband is following, you know, 75 IG models on Instagram. You're a loser if you do this, bro. You're an absolute loser yeah. participating in simp culture. Yeah. Abolish simp culture, guys. Well, that's the thing, right? Like guys will on one hand complain about how the West has fallen and how women are the way they are. Women are, you know, so promiscuous and OnlyFans. And then they're like watching all these women at the same time. And then often, I mean, there are men that are paying for it as well while they're simultaneously complaining about it. So it's like peak, <laughs> peak hypocrisy, right? Well, there's two things. Don't be a doomer and don't be a coomer. I feel like that should be a new term. Yeah. No, no. Don't be a doomer, a consumer or a coomer. Yeah. Bro, this is it's groundbreaking so stuff. Oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. Good Revival podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just don't understand like what, what's the intention, especially a lot of guys that, especially that come through my coaching like, Mike, I want to, I want to defeat lust. And it's not trying to mock these guys because these dudes actually want to change, change, but there's these dudes that are like, yeah, I just want to defeat lust. I want to stop being a coomer. And you go and look at who they're following. And it's like 3000 people and 2,900 of them are thirst trap models. Like, bro, like curate your feed in a way that, you know, doesn't cause you to stumble, dude. Boom. I mean, what more is there to say about that? <laughs> but it, it, it's, dude, this is like. The amount of guys that are doing this is just insane. Because I know I've had guys in my groups too. It's, you know, married and following. It's just ridiculous. Just stop doing that. So wrong ways. Anything else you want to say? Um, I think to a certain degree, I think it's wrong to go blow for blow in the comment sections too. There's been times where I've been sucked into it. And sometimes it's positive. Like you've never, I'm, you've never done that. You've never, at, come on, dude, you've man. never got heated. You've never got heated in a comment section ever. Dude, you should know me for my restraint. <laughs> <laughs> my extreme levels of temperance i never get angry never, all the time never no, but, <laughs> especially in recent times i've gotten a lot better at it but it's like you can go and have a healthy debate with somebody or correct somebody that's totally fine i'm a huge fan of that but if you're getting sucked in because there's been times in the past because this all this stuff is kind of new for me you know in the last year and a bit especially as the page is growing is that you're going to get these comments. And then a lot of times I'll be caught in this back and forth. And next thing you know, 45 minutes is gone <laughs> and I'm in my basement. I'm done all my work. I could be upstairs with my family. Like, what am I doing, bro? Like I'm way yeah. more cognizant of that. So especially married men that, you know, have kids be conscious of that, man. Like that's robbing you of energy. You could be pouring into them as well. 
I would say as well for both men and women, don't follow stuff that you fundamentally disagree with and that triggers you and upsets you <laughs> as a general rule. Like I have people, man, it's like, they're like committed to not liking me, but yet they like every time I post something, they're there saying how much they dislike it. Yeah. Like how, how I'm sorry, but how unhappy and unfulfilled do you have to be at your core to invest that kind of energy in something that you're so opposed to it makes no sense to me. You know, what's even weirder than that though, bro. Cause you've probably got these people too. I have people that don't actually follow me that will continue to come in and engage with my content that yep. don't actually follow me. That means you're actually putting me into the search thing and trying to search me up to see what posts I've made lately. Like you're a loser. Yeah. Rent you're, you're living rent free in their head. hundred percent. There's something satisfying on like a, like an ego level. Like I'm living, but come on, man. Like get you. I, I honestly, I want you to get your life in order. Yes. But I do, I do think that, you know, doomer, coomer, consumer is definitely the answer. Don't do those things. If you don't do those things, you've, you've won the battle really as a man. We've coined, we've coined that right here. You've heard it yeah. here. First. Seriously. <laughs> so, okay. Right ways for a man to engage in social media. I definitely think building, right? And then like, um, again, are you on there curating your feed and learning, growing, using it as a tool to aid you in getting somewhere meaningful? Or are you passively, you know, four or five hours a day scrolling, getting nowhere? Yeah, I don't see the point in having a social media page if, like, once in a while you post a picture of a hamburger you had over the weekend. Like, bro, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you actually doing, bro? Yeah. Um, but if you're, you know, uh, spreading a positive message, even if you don't necessarily have a, a business, but you're, you know, you're you're trying to build some kind of a following, you know, or business yet, I don't see a really a reason why. I'm trying to think outside of the gym that I own or this, this, this business that I have now, I'm like, what would be the point of doing this? But yeah. I guess even absent from that, if you're doing something positive, like spreading a godly message and trying to be a good influence, like do that. But again, that lends itself to the idea of you're, you're building something. Otherwise, again, you're, you fall into that sort of consumer territory where you could still be making content and still be a consumer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're, and you're just, all you are, you're, you're <clears throat> consumed by, the likes and the shares and the comments, but there's nothing, you're not aiming that goal toward anything. That's what I mean by that. Yeah. I really think that men should be building and creating on there or not be on there essentially. And that's, I'm saying that as a person right. that kind of, I have a following and then that following helps kind of pay my way in life. <laughs> right. But right. um, yeah, I mean like, so I'm a very quiet, keep to myself type and guys, here's a permission slip for you. Uh, maybe you shouldn't be on social media at all. Maybe yeah. you just shouldn't, maybe you just shouldn't be on there. I think there's no shame at all in not having uh, a Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, and just living, actually living your life. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I, you know, taking that break that I just took, man, I came back and man, it hit me like a ton of bricks, how fake social media is and just the clamoring for attention and um, everybody wants to be heard and everybody's trying to tell you what you're missing, what you need, what's wrong, what your problem is. And you weren't even thinking about the stuff right before you read it, but now all of a sudden you're thinking about it and think it matters. Um, you just got to be careful with it, man. It's a really powerful thing. It can be, especially when you achieve some level of clout. If you're not grounded in the word, you're not grounded in your identity in Christ, that stuff can really inflate your head and your sense of self-importance because, you know, your friends in real life, your family, they don't care about how many followers you got. You know, your wife doesn't care about how many followers you got. Like, you live in this really weird world. And I even find myself, there's been times where like X, Y, or Z person followed or shared my content and we're engaging. You know, I'm talking to my wife about this. And I even think to myself out loud, I'm like, this sounds really strange. 
like, okay, I'm, I talked to this person and she's busy, like cleaning up diapers, like making food. And it's like, oh, that's, that's great, honey. You're like, yeah, yeah. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta put my feet back on the ground here. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I've, we've both seen, you know, like fellow content creators in the space, like often, uh, you know, amassing a following can really play on a guy's head where oh, I think the worst thing that you can do as a content creator is believe your own hype. Like people get all hyped about you and they're like, Hey, you're somebody, you're a somebody. Uh, and if you believe that you're in big trouble. Oh dude. I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell you right now. I'm a nobody. <laughs> um, I'm about, my life is about Christ. Right. And I happen to be sharing a message. My life's about him. And in a lot of ways, I'm not really worth following, but yet here I am sharing a message, right? Like um, you just got to be careful with that. The ego stuff for sure. I think if you ground yourself with the intention of, I want to be a weapon for Christ and a compass that points other people to him, I think you can't go wrong because I, dude, I, I'm telling you, especially as I move into doing this, this coaching stuff full time, it's been such a blessing. It's changed my life in just a year and doing this content stuff. There's a weight that comes with it because I'm talking about God. I'm sharing godly principles. So when I pray, I'm like, God, like, give me the wisdom to minister to these, these men in a way that pleases you. So they don't buy into me and drink my Kool-Aid, they point, I, I can be the person that points to you. Yeah. And a lot of people, man, they don't know how to walk that line. And I'm not saying I do that perfectly, but I try to keep myself grounded in that. I don't believe any of my hype. doesn't matter if it's a million followers or 10,000, right? There's a weight to it. Yeah. Influencing people towards Christ is a meaningful way to wield influence. Otherwise it's kind of glory to self and that leads to destruction. There's a quote, I'm trying to recall it, but, um, I think this guy said, I'm a nobody that wants to tell everybody about a somebody who can save anybody. Oh, that's beautiful, man. I yeah. love it. And it's like, you know, when I say that I'm a nobody, I'm not saying that in a self-defeatist type of way. I'm saying that like, I don't take myself that seriously, right? Like I'm masculine revival. Like I early on in my masculine revival journey, I, I did, I felt like I was masculine revival. No, I'm not. That's my job. <laughs> that's yeah. what I do. That's what I do for work. I'm Brendan Schmidt. Last name subject to change. More on that later. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely more um, on that later. But uh, yeah. Anyways, I mean, hopefully this was helpful. I feel like this is like, it's it's a very, when you actually get into it, it's pretty basic concepts, but I just feel like people aren't thinking about it. Well, I think a lot of the stuff that we talk about, whether it's marriage or relationship dynamics, like they're basic common sense uh, concepts, but there's not a lot, not a lot of people bringing a lot of clarity to it. And speaking about it in such a concise way. And I think that's why this 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 podcast has been as successful as it has been. Obviously, other than having God's hand being in it providentially, it's like we're just kind of trying to make it digestible. So, you know, again, our boy Joe, Joe in Missouri, there's no actual Joe in Missouri. He's just the example guy. <laughs> the basic dude out there, blue collar guy can understand what we're saying, you know. Yeah. Um, and I got to say something about you, man. Um it's easy to put you on this pedestal because I followed you through my fitness page for years before we even became friends. And, uh, when I first spoke to you, what really stuck out to me was that despite this following, you've really kept this humility. And I think that's, that's really, that's lost on most people, especially in, with the level of clout that you have on Instagram and some of the people that follow and share your content. So praise God for that, man. Like the humility that you possess is just something I'm super appreciative of in you. Praise God for that indeed. Yeah, I, I feel like that was one of the big ways that God changed my heart was I used to want to be somebody. I wanted to be seen. Yeah. I wanted to be known. And then once I became a believer, I feel like that really just withered up and died. And I was like, you know what? Um, I'm good being me, doing what I'm doing. And whoever I reach is who I reach. And the, left, the rest is up to God.
Um, and I think, you know, just in closing, the real takeaway for the listener here is the only appropriate use of social media is to follow at mask and revival and at Mike Pantile on Instagram. I mean, that's the whole point of this. <laughs> just to end on that note, join the brotherhood, join my coaching program. <laughs> We're just a couple of grifters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Join our stuff. That's it. Yeah. And that's it. And we'll catch you next time. Yeah. And soon the podcast will be paid behind a paywall. So <laughs> joking, obviously joking. Never, yeah. never. But oh, uh, man. anyways, we, we truly appreciate you guys. And uh, we'll catch you in the next one. I think the next one we're, we're just saying, we're going to talk about um, fatherlessness. Oh dude, that, that one's going to be a heavy one. We had to come prepared. Um, yeah. Brendan and I have, you know, pretty similar stories. And I think, you know, whether you're a man or a woman, you're going to resonate with the, the topic of discussion pretty deeply. So looking forward to that one, praying for all of you in 2024. God bless you guys. We love you guys. God bless you guys. Catch you in the next one. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Masculine Revival Podcast. Remember to leave us a five-star rating and a review if you enjoyed the show. And if you're a man that is in need of brotherhood and want to experience the life-changing results of having the counsel of strong men around you, you must join the Masculine Revival Brotherhood. Iron sharpens iron and all men need brothers. Contact Masculine Revival on Instagram for more details. Or if you're interested in more of a one-on-one coaching environment, then I currently have spots open in my one-to-one men's mentorship. It is an extensive program that is geared towards making you a stronger, more virtuous man capable of fulfilling his potential. Contact me, Mike Pantile, via Instagram for more details. And if you want to share your thoughts on the episode, I encourage you to send one of us a DM. You can find our social media handles in the show notes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.